Chapter 20 Air Force Knowledge Section 20A Overview Introduction Air Force knowledge is important because it provides the framework of information required to understand the basic infrastructure of the Air Force, such as weapon systems, vocabulary, and some Air Force heritage. In these few pages, you will find a small sampling of the knowledge you will need to be a successful airman. I encourage you to study the priceless information contained in these pages, as well as other sources, such as the Air University. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.au.af.mil forward slash au forward slash awc forward slash awcgate forward slash awc dash ldr dot htm. Understanding this Air Force knowledge will give you the power to unleash the airmen inside you, live a career of success, and leave a lasting legacy for future generations to follow. Section 20B Mission Design Series Tail Flashes The majority of major commands require assigned aircraft to hold identifiers as depicted in Technical Order 1-1-8 Application and Removal of Organic Coatings, Aerospace, and Non-Aerospace Equipment The composite listing of unit identifiers are identified in Table 20.1 and show past and current Air Force aircraft tail unit identifiers. Mission Design Series, MDS. The MDS designator is an official Department of Defense recognized alphanumeric symbol designation of a military defense aerospace vehicle. A standardized set of symbols established by the Secretary of Defense are used for solely designating military defense aerospace vehicles categorized as aircraft, standard or non-standard, guided missiles, rockets, probes, boosters, and satellites. The designator describes the aerospace vehicle in two components where the components are separated by a dash. The first component, comprised only of alpha characters, describes the mission of the vehicle. The second component, comprised of both alphanumeric characters, describes the design number and design series of the vehicle. Aerospace Vehicle Mission Design Series Designators for Aircraft Example YF-22. Y equals status prefix. F equals basic mission. 2 equals design number. 2 equals design number. Status prefix. G. Permanently grounded. J. Special test. Temporary. N. Special test. Permanent. X. Experimental. Y. Prototype. Z. Planning. Modified mission. A. Attack. C. Cargo slash transport. D. Director. E. Special electronic installation. F. Fighter. H. Search slash rescue. K. Aerial refueling. L. Cold weather. M. Multi-mission. O. Observation. P. Patrol. Q. Drone. R. Reconnaissance. S. Anti-submarine. T. Trainer. U. Utility. V. Staff. W. Weather. Basic Mission. A. Attack. B. Bomber. C. 
cargo slash transport. E. Special electronic installation. F. Fighter. O. Observation. P. Patrol. R. Reconnaissance. S. Anti-submarine. T. Trainer. U. Utility. X. Research. Vehicle type. G. Glider. H. Helicopter. S. Space plane. V. VTOL slash STOL. Z. Lighter than air. Heritage of the Roundel. 1906-1916. Used with and without white background circle. In use at the time of the Mexican border campaign. 1918-1920. The official American insignia during World War I and began to be phased out in 1919. 1917-1921-1941. Introduced prior to the American entry into World War I and officially readopted after the war. 1942-1943. The red center of the 1921-1941 insignia was removed unofficially in December 1941 and officially in May 1942 to avoid confusion with Japanese insignia. 1942-1943. Some aircraft in the European and Mediterranean theaters unofficially incorporated a yellow surround in the British style. 1943. Between 29 June and 14 August, the official national insignia incorporated white sidebars and an overall red surround. 1943-1947. The red surround of the official insignia was quickly changed to a blue surround. During its four years of use, this insignia appeared on more aircraft than all its predecessors combined. 1947 to present. With the reorganization of the Defense Department and the creation of the United States Air Force, red bars were added to the official national insignia. Low visibility. Beginning in the late 70s, low visibility markings have been introduced officially and unofficially on the aircraft of the United States Air Force and other services. These gray insignia appear in their various forms on the majority of aircraft in the United States Air Force inventory. Current weapon systems, space systems, and missile and munition systems. Air power is the ability to project military power or influence through the control and exploitation of air, space, and cyberspace to achieve strategic, operational, or tactical objectives. The proper application of air power requires a comprehensive doctrine of employment and an airman's perspective. As the nation's most comprehensive provider of military air power, the Air Force conducts continuous and concurrent air, space, and cyberspace operations. The airspace and cyberspace capabilities of the other services serve primarily to support their organic maneuver paradigms. The Air Force employs air, space, and cyberspace capabilities with a broader focus on theater-wide and national-level objectives. Through air power, the Air Force provides the versatile, wide-ranging means towards achieving national objectives with the ability to deter and respond immediately to crises anywhere in the world. Current Weapon Systems A-10 Thunderbolt II A-10C is a close air support platform used to support troops in contact with enemy forces. The A-10 performs secondary roles of air interdiction, airborne forward air control, and combat search and rescue. The aircraft has excellent maneuverability at low air speeds and altitude and is a highly accurate and survivable weapons delivery platform. 
AC-130 gunship. The AC-130U-W-J gunship's primary missions are close air support, air interdiction, and arm reconnaissance. Other missions include perimeter and point defense, escort, landing, drop and extraction zone support, forward air control, combat search and rescue. The AC-130 gunship has a combat history dating back to Vietnam. B-1B Lancer The B-1B is a multi-mission bomber carrying the largest payload of both guided and unguided weapons in the Air Force inventory. The B-1B's blended wing body configuration, variable geometry wings, and turbofan after-burning engines combine to provide long-range, maneuverability, and high speed while enhancing survivability. B-2 Spirit The B-2 Spirit is a multi-role bomber capable of delivering both conventional and nuclear munitions. The penetrating flexibility and effectiveness inherent in manned bombers is what the B-2 provides. The low observable or stealth characteristics give it the unique ability to penetrate an enemy's most sophisticated defenses and threaten its most valued and heavily defended targets. B-52 Stratofortress The B-52H is a long-range, heavy bomber that can perform a variety of conventional or nuclear missions, including strategic attack, close air support, air interdiction, and offensive counter-air. For more than 40 years, B-52 stratofortresses have been the backbone of the manned strategic bomber force for the United States. The B-52 is capable of dropping or launching the widest array of weapons in the United States inventory. C-5 Galaxy The C-5A-B-C Galaxy and C-5M Super Galaxy is one of the largest aircraft in the world and the largest airlifter in the Air Force inventory. The C-5 is used for strategic intertheater delivery of outsized and oversized cargo and passengers. Ground crews are able to load and offload the C-5 simultaneously at the front and rear cargo openings, reducing cargo transfer times. C-17 Globemaster III. The C-17 is capable of rapid strategic delivery of troops and all types of cargo to main operating bases or directly to forward bases in the deployment area. The aircraft can perform tactical airlift and airdrop missions and can transport litters and ambulatory patients during aeromedical evacuations when required. B-2 Spirit Stealth Multi-Role Bomber The B-2 is able to deliver both nuclear and conventional munitions and is capable of attacking an enemy's war-making potential in the first critical hours of a conflict. This aircraft is the Air Force's only all-weather, hard, deeply buried conventional strike capability. C-21 Learjet A cargo and passenger airlift aircraft employed for short ranges and into short fields. This aircraft can be configured to transport litters during medical evacuations. C-130J Hercules The C-130H-J Hercules primarily performs the tactical portion of the airlift mission. The aircraft is capable of operating from rough dirt strips. Basic and specialized versions of the aircraft perform diverse roles including airlift support and Arctic resupply, aeromedical missions, weather reconnaissance, aerial spray missions, firefighting duties for the United States Forest Service, and natural disaster relief missions. C-146A Wolfhound The C-146A Wolfhound's primary mission is to provide United States Special Operations Command flexible, responsive, 
and operational movement of small teams needed in support of Theater Special Operations Commands, TSOC. Airlift missions are conducted by Air Force Special Operations Command air crews to prepared and semi-prepared airfields around the world. The aircraft can carry a maximum of 27 passengers or 6,000 pounds of cargo, or up to 4 litter patients. E-3 Sentry AWACS The E-3 is a deployable airborne command and control battle management platform employed at the tactical level of war. Airborne warning and control system provides all altitude surveillance, warning, and battle management for worldwide air combat operations. The E-3 directs, coordinates, and controls joint and combined forces and operations. E-4B, NAOC. The National Airborne Operations Center is designed as a highly survivable node of the National Military Command System. The E-4 provides critical command and control mission support in case of national emergency and provides support to coordinate actions by civil authorities during crisis response. E-8C Joint STARS Joint Surveillance and Target Attack Radar System, Joint STARS, is a joint Army-Air Force program designed to enhance battle management by providing air-land component commanders with near real-time, wide-area surveillance and targeting information on moving and stationary ground targets. EC-130H, Compass Call The EC-130H Compass Call is an airborne tactical weapon system using a heavily modified version of the C-130 Hercules airframe. The system disrupts enemy command and control communications and limits adversary coordination essential for enemy force management. The Compass Call system employs offensive counter-information and electronic attack capabilities in support of United States and Coalition Tactical Air, Surface, and Special Operations Forces. EC-130J Commando Solo EC-130J Commando Solo aircraft conduct military information support operations, MISO, and civil affairs broadcasts in FM radio, television, and military communications bands. These missions are typically flown at night to reduce probability of detection in politically sensitive or hostile territories. F-15 Eagle F-15C-D is a dual-engine, all-weather, extremely maneuverable fighter designed to gain and maintain air superiority. The F-15C-D has electronic systems and weaponry to detect, acquire, track, and attack enemy aircraft while operating in friendly or enemy-controlled airspace. F-15E Strike Eagle F-15E is a dual-engine, air-to-ground, air-to-air, all-weather, fighter designed for close air support, strategic attack, and interdiction roles. The F-15E has the capability to fight its way to a target over long ranges, destroy enemy ground positions, and fight its way out. The aircraft uses two crew members, a pilot, and a weapon systems officer. F-16, Fighting Falcon F-16C-D is a single-engine, multi-role, tactical fighter with full air-to-air and air-to-ground combat capabilities. This aircraft provides a relatively low-cost, high-performance weapon system for the United States and allied nations. F-22 Raptor F-22 is a low-observable, highly maneuverable airframe with advanced integrated avionics and aerodynamic performance, allowing supersonic crews without using afterburner. F-35A Lightning II 
The conventional takeoff and landing F-35A gives the U.S. Air Force the power to dominate the skies, anytime, anywhere. The F-35A is an agile, versatile, high-performance, multi-role fighter that combines stealth, sensor fusion, and unprecedented situational awareness. HC-130N-J, Combat King The HC-130N, King, and the HC-130J, Combat King II, are combat search and rescue configured extended-range versions of the C-130 Hercules. They provide in-flight refueling to rescue and special operations helicopters and perform tactical delivery of personnel recovering specialists in permissive or hostile environments. HH-60G Pavehawk. The primary mission of the HH-60G Pavehawk helicopter is to conduct personnel recovery operations into hostile environments to recover isolated personnel. The HH-60G is rapidly deployable and has day-night marginal weather combat capability employed for combat search and rescue, counter-drug, disaster relief, civil search and rescue, and National Aeronautics and Space Administration support operations. KC-10 Extender. The KC-10 provides global in-flight refueling and airlift support for deployment, employment, redeployment, and joint combined special operations. The KC-10 can transport up to 75 people and nearly 170,000 pounds of cargo, a distance of about 4,400 miles unrefueled. KC-135R Stratotanker. The KC-135 provides the core aerial refueling capability of the United States Air Force and has excelled in this role for more than 50 years. A cargo deck above the refueling system can hold a mixed load of passengers and cargo. Depending on fuel storage configuration, the KC-135 can carry up to 83,000 pounds of cargo and 37 passengers. MC-130H Combat Talon II the MC-130H Combat Talon II provides infiltration, exfiltration, and resupply of special operations forces and equipment in hostile or denied territory. Secondary missions include psychological operations and helicopter and vertical lift air refueling. The aircraft features terrain following and terrain avoidance radars capable of operations as low as 250 feet in adverse weather conditions. MC-130J Commando 2. The Commando 2 flies clandestine low-level air refueling missions for special operations helicopters and tilt-rotor aircraft and infiltration, exfiltration, and resupply of special operations forces by airdrop or airland in politically sensitive or hostile territories. The MC-130J primarily flies missions at night to reduce probability of vision acquisition and intercept by airborne threats. Its secondary mission includes the airdrop of leaflets. MQ-1B Predator The Predator is an armed, multi-mission, medium-altitude, long-endurance, remotely piloted aircraft. The MQ-1B is employed primarily as an intelligence collection asset and secondarily against dynamic execution targets. Given its significant loiter time, wide-range sensors, and precision weapons, it provides a unique capability against high-value, fleeting, and time-sensitive targets. MQ-9 Reaper Like the MQ-1, the MQ-9 is an armed, multi-mission, medium-altitude, long-endurance, remotely piloted aircraft, but it is larger and more heavily armed than the Predator. 
The MQ-9 can employ both AGM-114 Hellfire missiles and GBU-12 laser-guided bombs. The remotely piloted aircraft can be disassembled and loaded into a single container for deployment worldwide. RC-135 U-V-W RC-135 V-W Rivet Joint RC-135U Combat Scent and RC-135S Cobra Ball are electronic reconnaissance and surveillance platforms employed all over the world to increase battle space awareness by detecting, identifying, and geolocating signals throughout the electromagnetic spectrum. RQ-4 Global Hawk The RQ-4 Global Hawk is a high-altitude, long-endurance, remotely-piloted aircraft with an integrated sensor suite that provides global all-weather, day-or-night intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance capability. Global Hawk's mission is to provide a broad spectrum of intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance collection capability to support joint forces in worldwide peacetime and contingency operations. T-1 Jayhawk The T-1A Jayhawk is a medium-range twin-engine jet trainer used in the advanced phase of specialized undergraduate pilot training for students selected to fly airlift or tanker aircraft. It is also used to support navigator training for the United States Air Force, Navy, Marine Corps, and International Services. T-6A Texan II The T-6A is a single-engine primary flight training aircraft for future United States Air Force and United States Navy pilots. Students learn basic flying skills common in the T-6 before moving on to advanced flight training. T-38A-C Talon the T-38 is a twin-engine, high-altitude, supersonic jet trainer used in the advanced phase of specialized undergraduate pilot training for students selected to fly fighter aircraft, Air Combat Command, Air Force Material Command, and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration also use the T-38 in various roles other than training. U-2S, Dragon Lady The U-2 provides high-altitude, all-weather surveillance and reconnaissance. The Dragon Lady delivers critical imagery and signals intelligence throughout all phases of conflict, including peacetime indications and warnings, low-intensity conflict, and large-scale hostilities. Routinely flown at altitudes over 70,000 feet, the U-2 pilot must wear a full-pressure suit similar to those worn by astronauts. UH-1N Iroquois The UH-1N is a light-lift utility helicopter used to support various missions. The primary missions include airlift of emergency security forces, security and surveillance of off-base nuclear weapons convoys, and distinguished visitor airlift. Other uses include disaster response, search and rescue, medical evacuation, airborne cable inspections, support to aircrew survival school, routine missile site support and transport. UV-18 Twin Otter the UV-18B Twin Otter is the military version of the de Havilland DHC-6, carrying a pilot, co-pilot, and up to 17 jumpers. The Twin Otter is used to support parachute and airmanship training at the United States Air Force Academy. VC-25 Air Force One The Presidential Air Transport Fleet consists of two specially configured Boeing 747-200Bs with the Air Force designation VC-25. When the president is aboard either aircraft or any Air Force aircraft, the radio call sign is Air Force One. Space Systems Air Force Satellite Control Network, 
AFSCN. The Air Force Satellite Control Network is a worldwide network of satellite control stations which uses satellite and terrestrial communication links, providing connectivity to over 150 Department of Defense, National, Allied, and Civil Space vehicles. Ballistic Missile Early Warning System, BMEWS. The Ballistic Missile Early Warning System detects, tracks, and warns of ballistic missile launches, launches of new space systems, and provides data on foreign ballistic missile events. Defense Meteorological Satellites Program, DMSP. DMSP provides an enduring and survivable capability through all levels of conflict to collect and disseminate global visible and infrared cloud data and other specialized meteorological, oceanographic, and space environment data required to support worldwide DOD operations and high-priority national programs. Defense Satellite Communication System and Wideband Global SATCOM, DSCS and WGS. These constellations of satellites provide worldwide responsive wideband and anti-jam satellite communication supporting strategic and tactical command, control, communications, and intelligence requirements. Each WGS satellite provides service in both the X and KA frequency bands, with the unprecedented ability to cross-band between the two frequencies on board the satellite. Wideband Global SATCOM augments the one-way global broadcast service through two-way KA band service. Defense Support Program and Space-Based Infrared System, DSP and SBIRS. DSP and SBIRS supports the defense and intelligence communities through missile early warning, missile defense, battle space awareness, and technical intelligence mission areas. DSP satellites use an infrared sensor to detect heat from missile and booster plumes against the Earth's background. The SBIRS sensors are designed to provide greater flexibility and sensitivity than the DSP infrared sensor and detect shortwave and midway infrared signals, allowing SBIRS to perform a broader set of missions. Evolved Expandable Launch Vehicle, EELV The Delta IV, Atlas V, and Falcon 9 Evolved Expandable Launch Vehicle provide the Air Force and the nation rapid and reliable access to space with a standardized launch capability. Global Positioning System, GPS The Global Positioning System is a constellation of orbiting satellites that provides navigation and timing data to military and civilian users all over the world. The constellation is designed and operated as a 24-satellite system, consisting of six orbital planes with a minimum of four satellites per plane. The system is controlled by the 50th Space Wing, located at Shriver AFB. MILSTAR and Advanced Extremely High Frequency Satellite Communications Systems MILSTAR and AEHF provide the President, Secretary of Defense, and the U.S. Armed Forces with assured survivable satellite communications, SATCOM, with low probability of interception and detection. Designed to overcome enemy jamming and nuclear effects, MILSTAR and AEHF are the most robust and reliable SATCOM systems currently employed by the Department of Defense, thus ensuring worldwide command and control. Perimeter Acquisition Radar Characterization System, PARCS. PARCS provides tactical warning and attack characterization of sea-launched and intercontinental ballistic missile attacks against the continental United States. 
The system supports the Space Surveillance Network by providing space surveillance data, tracking, reporting, and space object identification. Phased Array Warning System, PAVE-PAWS. The PAVE-PAWS early warning radars are capable of detecting ballistic missile attacks and conducting general space surveillance and satellite tracking. They are able to detect and track both intercontinental and sea-launched missile threats. Early warning and attack characterization data is sent to the United States Missile Warning and Space Control Centers. Missile Ammunition Systems ADM-160 Miniature Air Launch Decoy MALD MALD is a low-cost flight vehicle that is modular, air-launched, and programmable. It weighs less than 300 pounds and has a range of approximately 500 nautical miles. MALD protects aircraft and their crews by duplicating the combat flight profiles and signatures of United States and Allied aircraft. AGM-65 Maverick Missile The AGM-65 is an air-to-surface launch-and-leave tactical missile. Electro-optical, infrared, or laser-guided, these missiles are used in close air support, interdiction, and enemy defense suppression missions. It provides standoff capability and high probability of strike against a wide range of tactical targets, including armor, air defenses, ships, transportation equipment, and fuel storage facilities. AGM-86 Launched Cruise Missile, ALCM The AGM-86 is a subsonic, highly accurate, long-range, air-to-surface strategic nuclear missile designed to evade air and ground-based defenses in order to strike targets at any location within an enemy's territory. AGM-86C Conventional Air Launch Cruise Missile CALCM. CALCM provides the warfighter with an adverse weather, day or night, air to surface, accurate, long range, conventional, non nuclear, standoff strike capability against deep and hardened targets. AGM 88, High Speed Anti Radiation Missile, HARM. The AGM 88 is an air to surface tactical anti radiation missile used to destroy or suppress enemy radar threats at standoff range homing in on source radar emissions. EELV The Boeing Delta IV and Lockheed Martin Atlas V Evolved Expendable Launch Vehicle provide the Air Force and the nation rapid and reliable access to space with a standardized launch capability. AGM-114 Hellfire Missile Originally developed for anti-armor use, the laser-guided AGM-114 Hellfire is a family of 100-pound class guided air-to-surface missiles for use against fixed and moving targets. It has multi-mission, multi-target, precision strike ability, and can be launched from multiple both rotary and fixed-wing aircraft, including remotely piloted aircraft. AGM-129A Advanced Cruise Missile, ACM The AGM-129A is a subsonic, low-observable, air-to-surface strategic nuclear missile with significant range and accuracy. The ACM's external shape is optimized for low observables characteristics and includes forward-swept wings and control surfaces, a flush air intake, and a flat exhaust. AGM-158 Joint Air-to-Surface Standoff Missile JASSM The AGM-158 is a long-range conventional 
air-to-ground precision standoff missile to destroy high-value, well-defended, fixed and relocatable targets. AIM-9M-X Sidewinder The AIM-9M-X is a fighter-borne supersonic short-range, passive-infrared heat-seeking air-to-air missile with a high-explosive warhead. The initial production version, designated AIM-9B, entered the Air Force inventory in 1956. AIM-120 Advanced Medium-Range Air-to-Air Missile AMRAAM The AIM-120 is a supersonic, medium-range, active radar-guided, air-to-air missile with a high-explosive warhead. It has an all-weather, beyond-visible-range capability that improves the aerial combat capabilities of U.S. and Allied aircraft to meet current and future threat of enemy air-to-air weapons. GBU-15 GBU-15 is unpowered glide munition that employs electro-optical or infrared terminal seeker for a standoff attack of high-value ground targets. The rear control section consists of four wings that are in an X-like arrangement with trailing-edge flap control surfaces for flight maneuvering. GBU-31-32-38-54 Joint Direct Attack Munition JDAM Joint Direct Attack Munition is a joint Air Force and Navy system used to upgrade the existing inventory of general-purpose bombs by integrating them with GPS, laser and inertial guidance system tail kits, to provide accurate adverse weather delivery from very low to very high altitudes. JDAM enables multiple weapons to be directed against single or multiple targets on a single pass. JBU-39 Small Diameter Bomb SDB The SDB is an extended-range, all-weather, 250-pound class guided munition. The SDB relies on GPS to provide navigation to the target. It is capable of destroying fixed and stationary targets. SDB increases aircraft loadout, decreases the logistical footprint, decreases collateral damage, and improves aircraft sorties generation times. GBU-43 Massive Ordnance Air Blast MOAB The MOAB is a 21,000-pound guided high-explosive munition designed for anti-personnel and obstacle clearance purposes. It rests on a cradle inside an airdrop aircraft platform and is extracted by a drogue parachute. After extraction from the aircraft, the MOAB is guided to the target by fixed wings and grid fins. JBU-57 Massive Ordnance Penetrator The Massive Ordnance Penetrator, MOP, is a 30,000-pound guided earth-penetrating weapon system designed to accomplish the difficult, complicated mission of reaching and destroying targets in hardened and deeply buried facilities. The 20.5-foot-long bomb carries more than 5,300 pounds of explosives and can reach targets as far as 200 feet underground before exploding. LGM-30G Minuteman 3 The LGM-30G Minuteman Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, ICBM, is an element of the nation's strategic deterrent forces under the control of the Air Force Global Strike Command. The Minuteman III is an inertially guided intercontinental ballistic missile. Minuteman III is capable of delivering up to three multiple independently targetable re-entry vehicles. It provides a highly survivable quick reaction component to the nuclear triad. Paveway, family of guided bombs. 
Paveway Series laser-guided bomb kits transform traditional 500, 2,000, and 5,000-pound bomb bodies into precision-guided air-to-ground munitions for targeting of soft and hardened targets. The Paveway Series consists of GBU 10-24-27-28. Section 20C, Air Force Information. Air Force Vocabulary. Many industries, such as the medical industry and the computer industry, have their own technical jargon. However, there may be perhaps no other industry in the world that matches up with the amount of industry-specific speech as that possessed by the military. To eliminate confusion, terms and acronyms are published as attachments within official Air Force publications. The joint publication, JP, 1-02, Department of Defense Dictionary of Military and Associated Terms, sets forth standard United States military and associated terminology to encompass the joint activity of the armed forces of the United States. These military and associated terms, together with their definitions, constitute approved Department of Defense terminology for general use by all Department of Defense components. Purpose This publication supplements standard English language dictionaries and standardizes military and associated terminology to improve communication and mutual understanding within Department of Defense, with other federal agencies, and among the United States and its allies. Application This publication applies to the Office of the Secretary of Defense, the services, the Joint Staff, Combatant Commands, Department of Defense agencies, and all other Department of Defense components. It is the primary terminology source when preparing correspondence to include policy, strategy, doctrine, and planning documents. Publication format, JP1-02, is published outlining two basic parts. Terms and definitions, these are annotated with the source publication, abbreviations and acronyms. The source publication establishes the authoritative context for proper understanding and management of the associated term. JP 1-02 Online Availability and Update Schedule JP 1-02 is accessible online as a searchable database and in PDF format at the following internet address. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www dtic.mil forward slash doctrine forward slash dod underscore dictionary and at the following niprnet address https colon forward slash forward slash jdeis.js.mil forward slash jdeis forward slash The contents of JP1-02 are updated on a monthly basis to include any terminology additions, modifications, or deletions made within the previous calendar month in accordance with CJCSI 5705.01. Military Phonetic Alphabet The United States Air Force, as well as all other branches of the United States Armed Services, currently use the International Civil Aviation Organization alphabet for radio communication. This alphabet was adopted by the United States Armed Services in 1956 and is currently used by North Atlantic Treaty Organization countries as well as civil aviation around the world. 
Table 20.1 shows both the code words for each letter and their recommended pronunciation. Table 20.1, Phonetic Alphabet. A. Alpha. B. Bravo. C. Charlie. D. Delta. E. Echo. F. Foxtrot. G. Golf. H. Hotel. I. India. J. Juliet. K. Kilo. L. Lima. M. Mike. N. November. O. Oscar. P. Papa. Q. Quebec. R. Romeo. S. Sierra. T. Tango. U. Uniform. V. Victor. W. Whiskey. X. X-Ray. Y. Yankee. Z. Zulu. Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. National Anthem. National Anthem. Francis Scott Key. O say can you see, by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming, and the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say, does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? United States Air Force Hymn United States Air Force Hymn Music by Henry Baker Lyrics by Mary Hamilton Lord, guard and guide the men who fly through the great spaces of the sky. Be with them traversing the air in darkening storms or sunshine fair. Thou who dost keep with tender might the balanced birds in all their flight. Thou of the tempered winds be near, that having thee they know no fear. Control their minds with instinct fit, what time adventuring they quit. The firm security of land grants steadfast eye and skillful hand. Aloft in solitudes of space, uphold them with thy saving grace. O God, protect the men who fly through lonely ways beneath the sky. High Flight High Flight by Royal Canadian Pilot Officer John Gillespie McGee, Jr. Oh, I have slipped the surly bonds of earth and danced the sky on laughter-silvered wings. Somewhere I've climbed and joined the tumbling mirth of sun-split clouds and done a hundred things. You have not dreamed of, wheeled and soared and swung high in the sunlit silence. Hovering there, I've chased the shouting wind along and flung my eager craft through footless halls of air. Up, up the long, delirious, burning blue, I've topped the windswept heights with easy grace where never lark or even eagle flew. And while with silent lifting mind, I've trod the high, untrespassed sanctity of space, put out my hand and touched the face of God. The Air Force Song Air Force Song History The only official history of the Air Force Song can be found in a copy of a script which was used on radio station WRC broadcast on 23 February 1944. Captain Alf Hayberg, leader of the Army Air Corps Band, interviewed Captain Robert Crawford, composer of the Army Air Corps song, during this broadcast. Captain Crawford related the story retold here. In 1939, when he was a civilian pilot, Robert Crawford was asked by a friend to enter a song contest. 
While flying his plane to Philadelphia, he composed a simple tune. The next day, he wrote lyrics that, when combined with the tune, became what was known as the Army Air Corps Song. The United States Army Band made the first recordings of the song in 1939. It was later renamed the Army Air Force's Song and eventually the Air Force Song. Air Force Song Off we go into the wild blue yonder, climbing high into the sun. Here they come, zooming to meet our thunder. Adam, boys, give her the gun. Down we dive, spouting our flame from under, off with one hell of a roar. We live in fame or go down in flame. Hey, nothing will stop the U.S. Air Force. Minds of men fashioned a crate of thunder, sent it high into the blue. Hands of men blasted the world asunder. How they lived, God only knew. Souls of men dreaming of skies to conquer gave us wings ever to soar. With scouts before and bombers galore, nothing can stop the U.S. Air Force. Here's a toast to the host of those who love the vastness of the sky. To a friend we send the message of his brother men who fly. We drink to those who gave their all of old, then down we roar to score the rainbow's pot of gold. A toast to the host of the men we boast, the U.S. Air Force. Off we go into the wild sky yonder, keep the wings level and true. If you live to be a gray-haired wonder, keep the nose out of the blue. Flying men guarding our nation's borders will be there, followed by more, and echelon will carry on. Nothing can stop the U.S. Air Force. Total Force American airmen from each component, regular Air Force, Air National Guard, and Air Force Reserve, provide seamless air power on a global scale every day. Over the past two decades, to meet combatant commander requirements and the demands of recurring deployments, the Air Force has increasingly called upon its total force. This elevated use of the Air National Guard and Air Force Reserve has transformed a traditionally strategic reserve force into a force that provides operational capability, strategic depth, and surge capacity. In total force integration associations, the active and reserve components share equipment, facilities, and resources, including aircraft, crews, and maintenance, to carry out a common mission. In a classic association, the active component is the host unit, retaining weapon system responsibility while sharing the mission with a reserve or guard tenant unit. For active associations, the reserve or guard unit is host with an active component tenant. Integrating with the active component in this way yields numerous synergistic benefits to the Air Force's strength, including an improved ability to respond with surge capacity at a moment's notice. Air National Guard The heritage predates the establishment of the United States Air Force as a separate armed service in 1947. It shares a community-based militia tradition with the Army National Guard that dates from the colonial times. State National Guards began forming aviation units as early as 1908, and New York's first aero company was the first such organization mustered into federal service in 1916. Mobilization for World War I dissolved these state units, although many Guard personnel served in the Army Air Service. With the reorganization of the Army in 1920, the National Guard gained organic aviation units with federal standing. Twenty-nine observation squadrons had activated by the time the United States entered World War II, all absorbed into the Army Air Forces upon mobilization. After federal service in the war, these 29 units became the core of the new Air National Guard, together with 43 more flying squadrons added to the Air National Guard after 1947. In keeping with the National Guard's previous legal status, and in contrast to the Air Force Reserve, 
the Air National Guard retained a dual role. Each state's Air National Guard units remained at the governor's disposal when not called into federal service. In either status, the federal government provided the bulk of the Air Guard's funding. Initially, the Air National Guard's nominal mission was a short-range daytime air defense force. In this role, the bulk of the Air National Guard's aircraft were F-47 Thunderbolt and F-51 Mustangs left over from World War II, plus a few light bombers, B-26 Invaders. A small number of early jet fighters soon supplemented the initial propeller-driven force. The Air Guard received its baptism by fire during the Korean War. 67 flying squadrons and approximately 45,000 Air National Guard members, some 80% of the force, were mobilized. Mobilization was complicated. Some units took three to six months to become combat ready, and some never did. The Air National Guard still formed a substantial part of the wartime Air Force, with some units serving in combat, while others relieved deploying regular squadrons at home. Based on Korean War experience, senior Air National Guard and Air Force leaders committed to build the Air National Guard into a more effective force, and the Air National Guard received modern equipment and better funding to that end. These efforts came to fruition when President John F. Kennedy mobilized over 21,000 Air National Guard members from 28 squadrons in 1961 as part of the United States' response to the Berlin Crisis. The Air National Guard deployed 216 Air National Guard fighter aircraft with support personnel to Europe to reinforce North Atlantic Treaty Organization. This movement, Operation Stairstep, was the largest aircraft deployment in Air National Guard history. The entire deployment across the Atlantic Ocean occurred without the loss of a single plane. The war in Vietnam saw a few Air National Guard fighter squadrons deployed, and the Air Guard supplied some of the airlift into the theater. The Air Guard's main role, however, was support for the Air Force's commitments in Europe as the demands of operations in Southeast Asia taxed the regular force. The Air National Guard assumed aerial refueling responsibilities for Air Force fighters in Europe from 1967 to 1977. This effort, Operation Creek Party, demonstrated that the Air Guard could provide sustained support to the Air Force without resorting to mobilization by rotating forces of volunteer personnel operating aircraft drawn from Air National Guard squadrons. This approach remains virtually unchanged today. After the Vietnam War, some significant missions moved to the Air National Guard. Air Guard KC-135 air refueling tankers began participating in the Strategic Air Command's Nuclear Alert Force in 1976. In 1977, the Air National Guard became the primary airlifters for United States Southern Command's Operation Cornet Oak, which continues today. From 1978 to 1990, rotating Air National Guard fighter squadrons assumed responsibility for the air defense of the Panama Canal Zone under Operation Cornet Cove. The Air National Guard participated in Operation Just Cause, the 1989 invasion of Panama to expel its dictator, Manuel Noriega, and to install a democratically elected president. In the 1990s, Air Guardsmen manned radar stations and flew fighter aircraft in Latin America to monitor and report suspected drug-running aircraft. This operational experience served the Air Guard well in the Persian Gulf Crisis of 1990-1991. Air National Guard fighters, tankers, airlifters, special operations, aeromedical evacuation, and security forces participated in the air campaign of the Persian Gulf War. During that time, 12,404 Air National Guard members were mobilized and deployed to Southwest Asia 
Europe, and other overseas locations, as well as serving in the continental United States. Following the Persian Gulf War and the end of the Cold War, the Air National Guard continued to operate worldwide, integrated with the regular Air Force and the Air Force Reserve, jointly with the other services and combined with North Atlantic Treaty Organization forces. The Air National Guard participated in several major operations involving humanitarian assistance, peacekeeping, and direct combat action. Some operations were extensions of those that involved the Air National Guard earlier in South America. But through the 1990s, the Air National Guard gained more commitments. Bolstered by new capabilities, Air Guard flying and support units helped maintain the no-fly zones over Iraq, provided humanitarian assistance in Somalia and Rwanda, and supported peacekeeping forces in the Balkans and Haiti. The Air Force's global mobility operations involved Air National Guard tanker and airlift forces on a daily basis. In 1997, the Air National Guard assumed responsibility for manning 1st Air Force, which maintained the air defenses of the continental United States. President Bill Clinton also mobilized 4,870 Air Guardsmen during the Kosovo War in 1999. The Air National Guard played a critical role in the immediate United States response to the terrorist attacks of 11 September 2001 and the subsequent global military actions. In the immediate aftermath of 9-11, the Air National Guard improvised a greatly strengthened continental air defense system and bore the main burden of sustaining it. The combination of fighter patrols and 24-hour alerts at 26 Air National Guard bases across the United States put heavy stress on the Air National Guard fighter force in both training and readiness. But the wide geographic dispersal of its fighter units and its long-standing role in continental air defense made the Air National Guard the right organization to execute the mission. The Air National Guard's aviation and support units also played critical roles in the wars in Afghanistan, Operation Enduring Freedom, and Iraq, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Flying and non-flying Air National Guard units deployed repeatedly to every operating base supporting those wars. When Operation Enduring Freedom began, 7 October 2001, the Air National Guard participated in the initial combat operations in Afghanistan and have continued to participate in the mission ever since. Air National Guard airlift, tankers, A-10 and F-16 units, special operations, rescue, civil engineer, security forces, combat communication, and many other units have repeatedly deployed to the region over the course of that war. When the United States invaded Iraq on 20 March 2003, the Air National Guard had 18,552 members on regular Air Force participating in the invasion and serving in Afghanistan and other overseas operations. The six Air National Guard A-10 units participated in combat operations in Iraq and Afghanistan simultaneously. During the invasion of Iraq, the only A-10 presence in Afghanistan was an Air National Guard unit. Air Guard F-16C Block 30 fighters and a few A-10s equipped with Lightning II targeting pods, a capability developed independently by the Air National Guard, provided air support for special operations units operating in the western desert of Iraq looking for SCUD missiles. In addition, Air National Guard F-16C Block 30 aircraft provided a unique capability as the last United States aircraft equipped with theater airborne reconnaissance system pods. Intelligence surveillance and reconnaissance in general was a growing capability for deployed Air National Guard forces with the proliferation of remotely piloted aircraft systems like the Predator. 
Air Force Reserve. Since formal establishment of the Air Force Reserve in April 1948, the Air Force Reserve has amassed a rich heritage with heroic accounts of responding to natural disasters, humanitarian crisis, and combat operations. Our history is also a study of changing, adapting, and evolving from a strategic force held in reserve into an operational reserve force with the most advanced weapons systems. Today, citizen airmen perform leading roles in military operations, humanitarian crisis, and disaster relief around the globe. The Air Force Reserve consists of officers, enlisted, and civil servants who are tasked by law to fill the needs of the armed forces whenever more units and people are required than are available within the regular Air Force. More than 860,000 people make up the Ready, Standby, Retired, and Regular Air Force Retired Reserve. This includes nearly 70,000 selected reservists who are ready now participating in every job specialty and on the front lines of daily military operations around the globe. The Air Force Reserve is a combat-ready force of citizen airmen stationed locally at over 60 locations throughout the United States and serving globally for every combatant command in air, space, and cyberspace. The Chief of Air Force Reserve, Headquarters Air Force, Pentagon, serves as the Principal Advisor on Reserve Matters to the Secretary of the Air Force and Air Force Chief of Staff. The Chief of Air Force Reserve is also dual-hatted as the Commander of Air Force Reserve Command, located at Robbins Air Force Base, Georgia. The Commander of Air Force Reserve Command is responsible for organizing, training, and equipping all Air Force Reserve units. Air Force Reserve Command is composed of three numbered Air Forces, a Force Generation Center, the Air Reserve Personnel Center, 35 Flying Wings, one Space Wing, one Special Operations Wing, 11 Flying Groups, and four Independent Groups. Circa 1917, the National Defense Act of 1916 directed the creation of an Officer's Reserve Corps, an enlisted Reserve Corps, and the nation's Air Service Reserve Program. For the first time, Reserve Corps were clearly a Federal Reserve Force and not militia. The Reserve Corps were established on March 22, 1917, just weeks before the United States formally entered World War I. By the end of the war, more than 11,000 of the Army Air Service pilots who fought were reserve officers. Notably, the 1st Reserve Aero Squadron deployed in the summer of 1917 for action in France. Later, the squadron went on to fight in the Pacific Theater in World War II, served at the forefront of the nuclear deterrence mission in the Cold War, and still serving today as the 26th Space Aggressor Squadron is the oldest squadron in the Air Force Reserve. 1941. Reservists played a critical role in World War II. In the war's early days, 1,500 reserve pilots, along with 1,300 non-rated officers and 400 enlisted airmen, were activated into the Army Air Corps. These included the legendary Jimmy Doolittle, who was ordered to regular Air Force to work in Detroit to convert automobile manufacturing plants into aircraft factories, and later went on to lead Doolittle's Raiders, the first American bombing attack on the Japanese mainland. 1948. In a joint directive signed by General Omar Bradley, the Army Chief of Staff, and General Carl Spatz, the Air Force Chief of Staff, dated April 14, 1948, the Army Air Corps Reserve was transferred to the Air Force, officially becoming the Air Force Reserve. 1950. The young Air Force was barely two years old when it mobilized nearly 147,000 reservists, many who were World War II veterans, for the Korean War from 1950 to 1953. 
The Armed Forces Reserve Act of 1952 refined the use of the reserve components in time of war or national emergency and established three levels of Air Force reservists, ready, standby, and retired. 1960s. In 1961, President John F. Kennedy called up the Air Force Reserve in response to the Berlin Crisis. The mobilization included five Air Force Reserve C-124 aircraft units and 5,613 reservists. By 1962, an additional mobilization of 14,220 reservists and 422 aircraft were supporting operations during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Most experts believe that the mobilization had the effect of deterring war. Beginning in the early 1960s, the Air Force Reserve provided strategic airlift as well as counterinsurgency, close air support, tactical mobility, interdiction, rescue and recovery, intelligence, medical maintenance, aerial port and air superiority until the United States ended its involvement in the Vietnam War. 1970s. In August 1970, the Department of Defense implemented the total force policy, and the Air Force Reserve became a multi-mission force, flying the same modern aircraft as the active Air Force. In March 1973, Air Force Reserve C-141 and C-9 associate aircrews, medical, aeromedical, casualty assistance, legal, chaplain, and intelligence personnel supported Operation Homecoming, the return of the American prisoners of war from North Vietnam. That same year, the Air Force Reserve proved the concept of global mobility by flying hundreds of strategic airlift missions during the Arab-Israeli War, 1980s. For the most part, the nation was at peace for the next few years, with the Air Force Reserve periodically engaged in emergency response and humanitarian missions. This included the rescue and return of more than 700 American students from Grenada and evacuation of wounded Marines from Lebanon in 1983. The aerial refueling of F-111 aircraft during the El Dorado Canyon raid on Libyan-sponsored terrorists in 1986, and Operation Just Cause that ousted Panama's General Noriega in 1989 to 1990. 1990s. Nearly 23,500 Air Force reservists were mobilized, and 15,000 volunteered for service in support of Operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm in response to Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait in 1990. This began more than 20 years of continuous combat operations in Southwest Asia, while simultaneously conducting numerous emergency response and humanitarian missions. These included combat operations over Bosnia, Serbia, and Kosovo and Haiti, as well as the evacuation of Clark Air Force Base during the eruption of Mount Pinatubo, and significant contributions to disaster relief operations in former Soviet republics, southern Turkey, and northern Iraq, Somalia, and Haiti. 2001. When terrorists attacked the United States on September 11, 2001, Air Force reservists responded in full measure. Air Force Reserve F-16 fighter aircraft flew combat air patrols to protect American cities, while KC-135 tankers and airborne warning and control system aircraft supported security efforts. In October 2001, Operation Enduring Freedom began as United States military forces. Entered Afghanistan to combat the Taliban and eliminate terrorist sanctuaries. In March 2003, Operation Iraqi Freedom began in order to end Saddam Hussein's regime. Air Force Reserve units and reservists played key roles in all combat operations as Air Force Reserve MC-130 Combat Talon aircraft 
became the first fixed-wing aircraft to penetrate Afghan airspace, while Air Force Reserve F-16 crews performed the first combat missions. In 2004, more than 140 Air Force Reserve combat convoy airmen served in the 1059th Air Expeditionary Force Truck Company. Air Force Reserve security forces served throughout Iraq and Afghanistan and comprised the entire security force present at Kirkuk Air Base with as many as 275 personnel. Air Force Reserve Explosive Ordnance Disposal provided extensive mission support in Iraq and Afghanistan by executing a broad scope of missions within and beyond the base security zone. Air Force Reserve Expeditionary Combat Support Capabilities provided airfield operations, cargo and passenger handling, medical, security, intelligence, and personnel services. Today and in recent years, citizen airmen have supported every Air Force Corps function and every combatant commander around the world. Air Force reservists were engaged in surge operations in Iraq and Afghanistan. They supported combat and humanitarian missions in Haiti, Libya, Japan, Mali, and the Horn of Africa. Also, they've provided national disaster relief at home in the United States after Hurricane Katrina and Sandy, the Gulf oil spill, and the wildfires in the western states. Throughout our history, citizen airmen have continually volunteered, allaying concerns that reservists would not be available when really needed. Since its inception, the Air Force Reserve evolved from an individual mobilization-only force into an operational reserve that participates daily in missions around the globe. Today, Air Force Reservists safeguard nuclear weapons and guide global positioning satellites. From bases in the United States, reservists fly remotely piloted aircraft in combat half a world away. They track hurricanes out at sea and bring medical supplies and food into disaster areas to save lives around the world. Spanning six and a half decades, with the last two decades of continuous combat, the Air Force Reserve has fulfilled the legacy of early air pioneers and exceeded the potential seen by the visionaries who created it. For more information on the history of the Air Force Reserve, go to www.afrc.af forward slash mil forward slash library forward slash history forward slash Section 20D, Career Fields. Career Fields Occupational Badges. Air Force members are highly encouraged to wear their current occupational badge on all uniform combinations. A maximum of two occupational badges may be worn. When wearing two occupational badges, wear the one representing the current career field, regardless of level earned, in the top position. Exception. Chaplains and aeronautical badges are always worn in the top position when wearing two occupational badges. If authorized, place the second occupational badge in top position and centered one-half inch above the first one. Refer to Figure 1.1 for a listing of officer and enlisted occupational badges. Occupational badges are reflective of your Air Force specialty. See AFI 36-2903. Dress and personal appearance of Air Force personnel for specific instructions on wear of occupational badges. Specialized headgear. The Department of the Air Force approved and authorized its first distinctive uniform for members of the pararescue career field in 1966. The Air Force approved and authorizing for the Combat Control Distinctive Beret Uniform in 1973 and began making other concessions of approving other distinctive beret uniforms for other career fields during the 1980s and subsequent decades. Regardless of specialty or unit, 
The approval of distinctive beret uniform for wear with service uniforms is not intended as self-recognition, but as recognition directed towards a group fulfilling the accomplishment of unique duties associated with specific mission roles at an above-average level of dependability and reliability. Generally speaking, the beret provides recognition of all members of the group being volunteers to perform hazardous duties, completed specific standardized qualification training to provide a unique or extraordinary tactical capability, and willingly sustained strong level of personal and team unit mission readiness to respond and accomplish quickly. Combat Control and Special Tactics Officer, Scarlet. Pararescue and Combat Rescue Officer, Maroon. Security Forces, Blue. Survival, Evasion, Resistance, and Escape, S-E-R-E, Team, Pewter Green. Tactical Air Control Party, Black. Tactical Liaison Officer, Black. Weather Parachutist, Pewter Gray. Conclusion. Air Force knowledge is important because it provides the framework of information required to understand the basic infrastructure of the Air Force, such as weapon systems, vocabulary, and some Air Force heritage. In these few pages, you will find a small sampling of the knowledge you will need to be a successful airman. I encourage you to study the priceless information contained in these pages, as well as other sources such as the Air University, http colon forward slash forward slash www.au.af.mil forward slash au forward slash awc forward slash awcgate forward slash awc dash ldr dot htm. Understanding this Air Force knowledge will give you the power to unleash the airmen inside you, live a career of success, and leave a lasting legacy for future generations to follow.